Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode number 10. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. My name is Stephanie Ravenscraft, and it is really good to be back to talk about Grey's Anatomy because it's been such a long time. So, um, with all that said, I am joined by my husband, Cliff. Hello, everybody. Say hello. And we are not joined by Kim this evening because I believe she's having a going-away party for some cats. Yes, she is. Her little kittens have been causing some allergy issues for her and her son. Which I keep meaning to ask her, if if you're allergic to cats and you have asthma... Why on earth would you have cats to begin with? Um, so I'm going to pose that question to Kim the next time we chat on the phone. And Well, from my understanding is that she did not know that she was allergic to the cats and that that was creating a problem until uh, just recently. And she's had the cats for a while. Oh, okay. So the, well, doctors, that makes sense. the doctors have just told her that this is they're aggravating the situation. Okay. And so, unfortunately for her, and now, and and I'm trying to be a gentleman about this because I, I, I totally hate cats. Well, you're allergic to cats as well. Yes, I am. Aller- I'm so allergic that I have trust a maid- me, I would know <laughs> if I walked into her her apartment and Your stayed there for two sl- hours, yeah, my eyes would bad. be swollen shut. So, and now our son is the same way. So. Exactly. So, so the only thing I want to say though is that, given the fact that I hate cats. I do feel for for Kim, and and our prayers are right. with her. I know that she's very attached to her, her feline friends. Yeah, did you see where she? I think she tweeted that she let them sleep in her bed last night. I know. I'm like, you are allergic to them. What? <laughs> but I understand loving something, and you know. So speaking of loving something, I would like to talk about Grey's Anatomy. Well, I okay. I know what you want to talk about. Okay. So I'm going to kind of like wait on that. Because, All right. you know. You're you're in charge. You're going to be like the Grey's Downer here. I am going to be the Grey's Downer today. But I lo- I should have taken, taken notes took while in- we were. I'm gonna, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I should have taken notes while we were uh, watching this clip show, which I really enjoyed, by the way. I thought that they did a really good job. I like how they, um, how they separated out the clips by, you know, the lies and the secrets and did all those clips the and introductions. the introductions yeah and um so i thought they did a really good job in that but i should have taken notes for all of the mix that we had we had mick you know mcdreamy and mcsteamy and mchotty and mcvomit and um i just i love them so and, and can't forget chef mark's mcsmurphy mcsmurphy i, I was getting to that all so right they, good. they did show mcsmurphy several times and um the first time cliff and i actually screamed out at the television Mix Murphy, so um, in honor of Chef Mart, absolutely. Who happens to be um, on live? Did, did, did you is. did you mention that this is actually this podcast? I don't think I did mention that this podcast is being recorded live in front of an internet audience tonight at talkshoe.com. Which, if you want to learn how you can participate, go to gspn.tv/slash live. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. That's the producer in me coming out. Or the control freak, whichever you want to label yourself, that's fine. Okay. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, being that it was a clip show, I don't really know where I want to start because there's so many different ways that we could go. Okay. So, here is my idea. You go with your idea, woman. I will go with my idea. I will say that I'll let you talk about your Grey's Downer 
is what I'm going to call you right now. Um, because even though I agree with you, you're like harsh. Oh, I'm super harsh. <laughs> you're so harsh. And But I do agree with you. Um, so I'll let you do that. And um, then maybe we can talk about what our favorite clips were from the clip show. Okay. And um, mention that I absolutely love that it was um, hosted, narrated by Denny. I loved that. It was pretty cool. I thought that that was a very good job. And then we will open it up and let people request to talk and talk about their favorite clips or anything that we are talking about. Very cool. Sounds like a plan does to me. Does that sound like a good plan? It does. So and I want to encourage agenda. people, even during my McDowner moment yes. here. Uh, you that's can, what we will call it, your McDowner. This is going to be the McDowner moment of the Grey's Anatomy yes. fan podcast. Uh, and you can call in, or actually you're already called in. but uh, <laughs> You can request a talk. You can request a talk and you can debate this with me and I'm going to win. So, before you start your McDowner, okay. we, I, um, myself... And everyone here needs to give Cliff a um, round of applause. He finished season two. So that was that was a lot of. I always think they're gonna stop before they really are. Um, that that was a lot of hard work here in the Ravenscraft home to. Um, I'm gonna to need, get all that done. I'm going to have, need counseling now. You will probably need some counseling because in. A very short, what was like seven weeks? Well, we watched all seen... of season one in one weekend. Yes. And within three weeks from beginning to end. I think it end. was more like within four because we went for at least a week and a half, two weeks where we didn't watch I any. needed to. I was getting I know, so depressed. I know. So, um, <laughs> but in a seven week period, six or seven week period, you have seen season one and season two in their entirety. Yes. And I have downloaded the first 12 episodes of season three. Queued up and ready to watch yes. after I recover <laughs> from my McDowner moment. So now you may go into your McDowner okay. moment. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say this, okay? we st- I started watching uh, Grey's Anatomy how long ago? About six weeks ago? Seven weeks ago? Or I'm sorry, no, seven episodes ago. Let's put it that way. That sounds May- right. Maybe even eight episodes ago. But it was right... Well, whenever this podcast started... When George's dad died. That's exactly it. George's dad is the first time i ever seen a single episode of Grey's Anatomy. And I think I caught on pretty quickly. I mean, of course, I had the help of a pro uh, to the, that knew everything uh, that was telling me exactly what was going on and who these people were. And that pro would be my wife. Thank you very much, Stephanie. You're welcome very much. So I wanted to say that, you know, I was actually enjoying the show. There wasn't nearly as much sex, you know, unnecessary sex in the episodes that I, you know, that I thought there was, which obviously I found out after I got hooked on the show that there is quite a bit of unnecessary sexual activity on the episodes. Uh, in the show, but uh, it, I guess they've moved away from it and, somewhat. And like necessary sex would be okay. Like I, I don't get it. Well, yeah, ne- I mean there. I mean, sure, there's going to be some, but okay. the, the, but we won't go there yet. We'll t- okay. That's one of the clip shows, so <laughs> uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But okay. anyway, here's the situation though. I was actually enjoying Lost, you- or enjoying Grey's Anatomy. Yes, I was getting used to the characters. I was actually forming my opinions on each of the characters uh, based upon what I was learning about them. And it was very interesting for me to go back and watch season one. And we podcasted our reactions to most of season one, except for the season finale of season one. And if anybody's wondering why we didn't 
podcast about that. What the truth is, is we did. But and it was just bad. It was really bad because it, well, it was anticlimactic for us. Because you already knew we that already, Addison was part of the show and that she was Derek's wife. And the way they introduced that yeah. was just boring for now, me. Now, first time around... It was major. It was a big I, deal. If I didn't but, know, right. yeah, I agree. It would have been like, whoa, that's you're not going to drop it there. But knowing it ahead of time, the let's just put it this way. You want to talk about McDowner? That episode was a McDowner, and uh, it will never be released because it's been deleted. It, there's no trace yeah, of that podcast episode. But anyway, I en- we enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to know them. I enjoyed most of season two. Okay? Oh, actually, I enjoyed pretty much all of season two. I will tell you, talking about the counseling portion of this whole situation, is that you know the show always has sick people. They work in a hospital. I know. But they're, people are dying consistently, left and right. And, and you know, that's really not that bad, except for the fact that I work in the insurance industry as an agent. And I'm actually dealing with people dying in a real-life situation, you know? I mean, people are calling me to t- cash in life policies on their children and, and their mothers and their... There, you know, I took a call from a claim from a guy on the phone the other day. You know, they were driving back from their vacation together, and his wife stopped breathing in the car on the way home. I mean, th- these things—it's like that tears me up. Mm-hmm. And then to come home at night and sit down and watch three episodes of you know, nineteen people dying. I mean, it's just—that's <laughs> uh, a little exaggeration, but it, it, you see where I'm coming right. from. Right? It's like death and all okay. this other stuff so, so back to your downer back to the down but i was still enjoying and getting through you know i was like let's get through this and it wouldn't be so bad if i was on a regular weekly viewing of Grey's anatomy but when you put all that death into to seven weeks of viewing it it can alter your perspective on life so okay here we go i'm enjoying everything i i'm like totally into this we got that part you said it okay. several times until the last three episodes which were the season of season finale. two they were it was the three-part finale and i now dislike gray's anatomy now that's not what you said well i i okay i i i dislike the fact that i like gray's anatomy can i say that i'll qualify it in just a moment okay. i totally hate izzy stevens right she is, she is... What did you call her? What did I call her? A McMurderer. She's a McMurderer. <laughs> she, oh my gosh. Let me t- explain to you. I thought, I thought that they jumped the shark with the whole, you know, bringing McSmurfette out of the water. No, and, not at all. And, and then bringing her back to work to do her rounds next week, you know, the next week. Hello, that's a little stupid. Uh, and really, the only, I mean, it's I had... Tiny. It's it's TV, but it's 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 stupid, okay. And so here's the situation. I'm like, I really enjoyed the whole plot, how they did season two finale of her and Denny and her getting close. And I had known that she had an issue where she got too connected, and and I saw but that all work out, right? But I didn't know I she didn't, killed the guy. I did. You just yelled at me. Thanks. Uh, I did a very good job of keeping that very tightly sealed watching season two with you as they introduce Denny and um, his and Izzy's relationship develops. I just hats off to me. I, I did a very good job. I'm not just totally ruining that for you as to what actually happened. But um, so you were very, very angry. 
I was very watching angry. the season finale. The, okay, first of all, you have the they had you you were put up with the the heart donor situation. Okay, right. He didn't want to do that. Fifteen seconds. I don't care if 17. it's seventeen seconds. I don't care if it was seventeen seconds or seventeen years. Whoever's on the top of the list, that's who gets it. The guy had kids. The guy had the. I mean, the the other man deserved the heart. Izzy lied. That's not to say that Denny didn't deserve it, but you are very correct he, in that. Hold Denny on, Denny didn't that, deserve that heart. Okay, in that he was second on the list. But there was also the rule that if they could now, if Denny's was actually getting worse without Izzy, he would have deserved help, the, he right. Now you you understand that, right? Yes, okay. I understand that but he would have deserved the hurt. He doesn't. He it was not his. It was not his it was heart. Not his to be had. It was a stolen heart. And he knew that, and he didn't feel and right he, about that. And matter of fact, he's like, "No, Izzy, I, I don't, I want don't this. want this. I'm not going to steal heart from another he man's." He told chest. her exactly that. I know. I am not going to do this. I've you, seen it like four times. I know. And so, <laughs> uh, uh, hello, she. He's like, "No, th- this is somebody else's heart. It's not mine." And I'm okay with that. I want you to be okay with that. And she's like, but do it for me. She went into hysterics. She was getting on my nerves. She was. And yeah, we'll bring Maggie on in just a second. But I just want to say that, okay, the fact that she cut the tube, the fact that, you know, she, she, well, first of all, the fact that she lied, she cut, she cut the cord to the LVAT. Okay, then she asked her friends to be an accomplice with her in all of these things and allowed them to put their own careers at risk. And then she confesses and then we end with the the prom and then she, you know, all that stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, hello, I don't care how much you like Izzy, how much you think she has potential. This girl lied, stole a heart and murdered Denny. Let's see what Maggie okay. has to say. And, and you're telling me we she's still... We got your sti- point. But no, hold on. <laughs> you're telling me she's still in season three? This is my show. Let's see what Maggie has to say. <laughs> All righty. So, Maggie, you're up against Cliff. Go ahead. <laughs> Izzy did not kill Denny. Um, Izzy stole the heart, and she did do that, but Denny died from, like, a blood clot or something. That he would not have had had Izzy not taken the actions that she took. Possibly. No, but definitely. De- no, it so, was it was definite. It was it was. She forgot to tell the doctor that w- did the surgery about the one. Well, she thinks. No, she, she wasn't sure. She, she wasn't, wasn't sure. sure. She, you can go back and watch it. I think it. that was her kind of taking it all on herself, saying well, she should. Uh, you know, but then also Dr. Han said something like he wouldn't have lasted a, another hour with that heart. So Denny was about to die anyway. She just prolonged it. She just. Gave him a few extra hours, I think, because it was only a few no. hours. No, no, no. Okay. He, he wouldn't have lasted an extra hour w- on that, that heart, heart after cutting the LVAC cord that she so right. much cut. I mean, she, she is the one who actually put him at the dire risk. She's the one who cut it. She's the one who killed him. See, I guess I just don't think that the totaling of the, the killing of, or the cutting of the LVAD wire was what killed him. Well, what? So. But you're but you think it was the blood clot that killed him, correct? Yes, 
that he could have gotten the blood anyway. clot. The blood clot was on his sutures. The, the ex- blood clot was on his sutures, sutures that he would not have. He would not. Had have. he not had heart surgery, he wouldn't have had his heart surgery had Izzy not cut his LVAT wire. Yes. Do you see that? I think so, but it's, but I but guess she wants it's to like, kind of like so she, what? No, well, but it is also kind of what came. You know, what caused? You know, it's kind of a few different events. Um, I can't. I can't think of what I'm trying to say at the moment, but kind of, you know. You do A and B, so D happens instead of C or whatever. Well, but uh, but you have to understand so. there there are rules and Can regulations. He? I I don't I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Steph. I know. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Maggie. No, I was just gonna say I know that she totally just you know she did totally mess up, but I guess that you know she had the best intentions and but. Well, I think we we've seen that sometimes the biggest mistakes with the best intentions aren't always. You know, two two wrongs don't make a right. Okay. Here here's the thing. Okay. So I I can understand the fact I, okay, here here's the thing. She she cut the cord. She which Call she, it a she wire, li- please. She, okay. She she, <laughs> she Okay, sorry. But anyway, she basically uh cut the Elvat cord or the wire, wire. whatever. She the, she cut it. She lied. She brought these people in, and then she confessed. She made bad judgment after bad judgment after bad judgment. Couple things I'll say in her defense. I understand the whole. I I am not upset that she fell in love with Denny. I think that that's fine. You you can't help who you fall in love with. That was a theme, uh. You know, and and Denny even said, you know, listen, it, 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 life's not about these rules. You know, I've been here, I've lived my life, and then all of a sudden, I I've had a lot of time to think. And and you don't you don't just follow the rules. That's not what life's all about. So I understand that. I even can understand where the pa- the passion she had to make her choose to do the stupid thing that she did. Okay, I'm completely okay with it. I have, in the heat of passion, done some really stupid things in and my life. And I can life. contest to those. Okay. But there are consequences to stupid things, and when your when when you do something stupid that leads directly to someone's death, you lie about it. You ask other people to be accomplices to what you have done. You have to have the consequence of no longer practicing medicine for the rest of your natural life, and that's where. I hate the fact. I I I I'm I'm completely okay with her falling in love with Denny. I'm completely okay with her cutting the little wire. I'm okay with the fact that she, in the passion of everything, brought all those people into this. Okay, but I am not okay with her being anywhere near that hospital in season three. She is an illegitimate character on this show. She does not deserve to be there. Calm down, because that's not what this show is about. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to bring Chef Mark on. What do you think, Mark? Well, first of all, I just want to say that, Cliff, you and Stephanie are also murderers. <laughs> okay. Because you've stolen my heart. <laughs> <laughs> See? You don't like it when it's turned on you. <laughs> um, but I didn't cut um, your LVAT. But here's the thing. You said, you said that you shouldn't be able to practice medicine in for the rest of your natural life. 
But what about in your unnatural life? I was thinking. Well, the that's same fine. Thing. It, it, and if this show, <laughs> if this, if season three was the zombie season, <laughs> let's go with it. There you go. No, here's the point. I mean, it's you know, you're right. And you know, if if this were you know uh, the People's Court starring Judge Cliff, then you'd be 100 percent right. But it's not the People's Court. It's a drama, and drama exists in our you know in human art and life to sort of illustrate uh, situations that happen in life. And there, it, I think it's beautiful that there are, you know, there are great stories that can come out of showing people making grave mistakes to see sort of what happens, you know, how, how do they come out of it if they do at all, and then what lessons can we learn in our life from it? I mean, I think that's the beauty of drama and why it's such an enduring art form, you know, I mean, that we don't just have nonfiction all the time, but we do have drama. We put ourselves in these extreme situations in the characters so that we can see, well, what would I do in my life? and What lessons can I learn from that? I got you. Thank you. I, I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, really, I... I, I, I and besides the fact that Izzy is annoying. I agree with you. She is annoying, but she's not an illegitimate person. No, no, see, the thing is, 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 is I totally do believe that she's annoying, but I, I, was, I was okay with that. But she, in my mind... I, of course, now I will tell you, I have not yet seen the first 12 episodes Correct. of season three. You have not. And so I have not seen the thought process of how in the world, uh-huh. how in the world they moved her from walking out saying, I quit because obviously I've killed this I'm guy. I'm not a surgeon. I'm not I a thought surgeon. I was, but I'm not. Exactly. I don't know who convinced her to come back and who decided that it was okay for her to come back. I so, think you will be surprised. It was all the muffins. She- she bribed them with muffins. I, is that what no. it was? <laughs> I think you will be very surprised at the process on how she gets back. That, I'll tell you what. I, honestly, let me tell you I something. If, if, if the writers of Grey's Anatomy can turn my way of thinking of, of her... Because right now, Mark, I, I, with all due respect to you, I consider her to be an illegitimate ca- character on season three. I cannot. But here's the thing: we have to talk about that. What does that mean, illegitimate character? I mean, yes, she might. You might consider that she's not. It's not realistic that she would be practicing medicine given reality. But the point, again, the point of drama is to show us an extreme example, in extreme circumstances, and see how we sort of come out of it. Um, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, you would say, would you say that? Uh, a rapist or a murderer is an illegitimate person. Well, you might consider them illegitimate, but they still exist, you know. Uh, and and we as a society can learn. No, I, what, I agree what with we that. Can learn from people who make mistakes or who do, or or even in, even people who do awful things on purpose. Well, we can learn from that. Right. I no. I I'm not saying we shouldn't learn from it and, and stuff like that. But what I am saying is that it it it's just not feasible from if in my mind it's not feasible that they could write any particular situation in which she would be welcomed back at that hospital as right. in and the interim part. That's a point of verisimilitude. And we've talked about this before. Grey's Anatomy is a melodrama. It is a soap opera. It's not a, a it's not a realistic drama in the same way that say ER is. Right. Um, and see and, and as a as a point of comparison to a medical drama, it is a melodrama. It is it is intensified. It's more than real life. It doesn't mean that it's fake. It just means that it's oh, slightly, it's... you know, the situations and the people are a little bit ratcheted up beyond what real life people would do. Well, I will tell you, at this point, I will say, what, what did he say? It's, it's, it's not fake? Oh, I would say it is fake 
in that they have the whole McSmurphy and the McMurderer in season three. Cliff, <laughs> I'm going to have to lock you out of this room. Yeah, you have to judge everything on in terms of the world it's set up for it. So, I understand. Yeah, if we judge it against ER or if we judge it against real life medical drama, we say it's absurd. But we yes. have to judge it according to the world that they've created. And in that world, it is it, it is uh, uh, likely or it is believable that these things would happen uh, within the framework of that world. Well, I, 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 the only problem I have with accepting that at all is... I. I <laughs> Okay, so so if they bring her this back, this is coming by the way from someone who watches Lost, which is completely out there. Well, the thing is, is, is <laughs> Lost is clearly fiction, you know, and, and it, it's not even bringing like real real life situations. I mean, it, 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 let's not go to Lost. Then, but, let's, then let's take another example. Talk about Star Wars. I mean, you know, you buy into Star Wars because again, within the world they've created, they obey the laws of that world. So in that world, people can fly and control and move rocks and, and you know, jump and, you know, do all the stuff with well, the force. So, and we so. believe it because it, it has a, a, a unity to itself. Within the world of Grey's Anatomy, we can believe this because that's the world of Grey's Anatomy that they set up. That's exactly what I've been telling Cliff for three days. And why he'll listen to you and not me is beyond me. No, I'm, so, still, not, I'm still listening, but I, I'm still not agreeing. And I, I was going to say why. But go ahead and say what you want to say. Well, I don't remember now. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay. Well, you need to watch TLC then. You just need to watch the, the, the shows that are all about reality then. No way. If you don't want the show to have its own world. Now, if it got inconsistent within that world, like with, with any show, like if Lost all of a sudden had this Deus Ex Machina thing where there was no explanation, you'd say, oh, we don't buy that. That doesn't make sense. So in this world, we have to say, does this make sense according to what they've set up? Go ahead, Steph. So what what I was going to say was that, Mark, you would agree with me in telling Cliff that he just needs to start watching this for what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and and I guess what I'm saying is that I've, I, I've, I'm, and, and this is what I told a friend of mine at lunch this afternoon, because we were talking about, <laughs> I feel really weird saying that. Were you eating at Chipotle? No, we, we, <laughs> we actually went to uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And, and me and and another guy were sitting there at lunch talking about Grey's Anatomy. It felt really weird. So <laughs> it must have. <laughs> I'll tell you. But anyway, I told him. I said, you know, I'm really enjoying Grey's Anatomy, but from now on, it's going to be a very. Or I I still find it in entertaining, but it's a very frustrating entertainment for me. And I want to just I now I want to just say I I I purposely brought all the passion and. And and everything that I've said so far to really exaggerate how I feel um, because I, I I think it makes for good podcasting. But anyway, and but at least you didn't talk about anyone's hair being that, happy or anything like yeah. that. Oh yeah, we're not going to do that here. That that is one person's <laughs> opinion of good podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's the situation though. Personally, for me, why am I having such a hard time with this? Well, I've come to accept the world of lost for the the world that they've given us in in the terms that you've kind of given uh, uh explained here i had come to gray's anatomy now with my own preconceived idea of the world that they were going to give us and i will tell you that i based my world upon the last eight or so episodes of season three 
and then what happened was is that and of course and all of season one which i saw all of season one and several episodes of mid-season three prior to the mcsmurphy event so i had been given a limited viewing of what gray's anatomy really is and i'm thinking this is a realistic show of interns battling it out to to win the race to to make it through this program and so and then all of a sudden i see all these real life situations of people who have kind the kind of ailments they have and and just some of the possibility of what it, life is like as a doctor and 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 i guess maybe i'm viewing this in more of what you're calling like an erish kind of world and then all of a sudden they gave us the mcsmurphy event you wouldn't like er I, I I and I wouldn't probably, but anyway, they gave us not the, probably you you just wouldn't. Okay, so but the thing is, is the McSmurphy event frustrated me. It, the The fact that they brought her back and she's like, "Ouch!" That was. I loved that. It, well, I I'm gonna have to come to accept that that's the world of Grey's Anatomy, but all I'm saying is that the mix and it's a soap opera. Well, Absolutely, it's a soap opera stuff like that happens in in soap operas. You know, Bobby Ewing is in the shower. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's the world of soap operas. And Grey's Anatomy is firmly planted in the world of soap operas. And all I'm saying is that the McSmurphy event and the McMurderer event has completely revealed that that is the world in which Grey's Anatomy is in. And I found it a little disappointing, is all I'm saying. There's an interesting parable. There's an interesting parable about... Um, and I don't, I'm not know exactly. I'm not paraphrasing. But basically, it's about a bunch of blind men all around an elephant, right? And they're each feeling a different part of the element, elephant and describing what an elephant is, right? So some people feel the tusk. They say, oh, an elephant is a smooth, hard thing, right? Other people feel the trunk, which is spongy and muscular and has you know, hair on it. Other people are feeling the toes. One of them feels the tail, which has the hair. They're all feeling a different part of the element, elephant, and their experience of the elephant is totally different. They're not experiencing the whole thing. So you jumping in mid-season in the middle of all of this and seeing a certain slice of it and then going back and seeing the whole picture, you know, it's like you saw one piece of the elephant and now you're, now you're, now they turn on the lights and you see the whole elephant. I'm seeing the elephant's butt. And you're a little butt. bit shocked at what the elephant looks like. <laughs> I, I'm in the, I'm, I'm, I've got a <laughs> rear view perspective of the elephant at this point and I'm stepping in some of the poo. You, you, all right then. My kids just told me a wonderful joke. Have you ever heard this one? Do you know why Tigger was looking in the toilet? No, why? He was trying to find some poo. He was trying to find poo. He was trying to find poo. He was trying to find poo. Yeah, anyway. So, (laughs) all of that to say. Okay, so am I going to continue? Are you done? Are you off of your soapbox? My McDowner moment is is now finished. I'm totally, I can't even go on. I I've been listening to this for days, and well, now I it, now I've got it out. I'm I'm good to go. I'm ready to watch season three, episodes one through twelve in the next uh, millennia. <laughs> millennia. No, okay. So I'm sorry. Yeah, you just need to mix smack him. That's all. Oh, she's done that. Did you before. listen to our last initial reaction? <laughs> that was last week. That's well, why I I'm saying. You this week That's too. why you need to. But this, but uh, with Grace though, you'll mix smack him. I'll mix smack him. And I will make enjoy it. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I had to get that off my chest, and I really appreciate all of you out there who have listened to 
Cliff go on and on and on for about 25 minutes on that. So Yeah, I did not intend to give you that much time. Well, you know, you... It kind of irritates me. (laughs) Are you irritated with... Are you irritated with yourself? No, I'm irritated with McU. (laughs) Alrighty, so let's talk about this clip show. Absolutely. The clip show was fun. I I enjoyed the clip show. I did. Um, I love that song... That they not the video, not the new video, but the song that they were playing right before that. Um, is it Will You Lie With Me mm-hmm. or something? I, I just I really like that song. Self Control, yes, yes. Um, so I really love that song and the words. Um, I think the words are very fitting for, for Grey's Anatomy and some of the relationships that we have experienced on the show. Um, I am not exactly sure what my favorite clip was from tonight. So, do you have one? Well, I I don't. I think or, rather than talking about favorite clips, let's talk about the categories. And okay. and I'm having a problem unmuting people. Mark, are you still with us? Yeah, I think we're all unmuted right now. Yeah, I think we are. Okay. okay. And and so let let's before we go forward, I want to okay. make sure that we're yeah. we do proper introductions. We have Chef Mark Tafoya. From New York City. From New, from New York City, and he does the Remarkable Palette podcast, and he's a great friend of the Generally Speaking Podcast Networks, and, uh, and I consider you to be a personal friend of mine, Chef Mark. Me too. That's why I say you stole my heart. You've stolen his heart. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, so and then we have Maggie out there, and Maggie, um, what, where are you calling in from? Virginia. Virginia. All righty. And then we have somebody else who is Wapalaka. Pino. <laughs> Beth. Her name is Beth. She doesn't want to talk. Beth, you don't want to talk to us? Well, we can respect that. Yes, I'm we'll. Very embarrassed. Oh, there's no embarrassment here. Yeah, don't be embarrassed. It's it's just a bunch of people sitting there in the basement acting um, like there's something special. You you can't tell me yeah, that you're not embarrassed to say stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know I listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> Well, what we're going to do is we have a few enough people in here that I'm just leaving everyone unmuted. Yeah, we'll unmuted. just leave it open and um, talk about the show. So, so, topics. Let's talk about Mick introductions. Yes. Who? Seriously? Mick, seriously. That was my favorite part. Seriously. Like, all the seriously. Seriously. I love that. That was great. I wanted to count, but I lost count. We we still say that in our house all the time. My, my kids are picking it up. <laughs> I started to as well. I said, That's Megan. Two. The the other I know. the other day, I said, Megan, you're grounded. She goes, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's fun. That is our new catchphrase around here. But I, I'm talking about the introductions of I know. the characters. Who 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 was your favorite character as far as being introduced to them? Hmm. Addison. That was a good one. So, so the, Addison, when she shows up at season two, and she goes, "Hi, so you must be the woman who's sleeping with my husband." Oh, she doesn't say yeah. sleeping mm-hmm. with. Yes, yeah, she does. Doesn't she? I think she does. I think she says screwing. She says screwing. She says screwing. Yeah, she she's very vulgar yeah. about it because I remember being annoyed at now knowing that. You know they're separated because she had an affair, and she comes in and looks at Meredith like she's oh, this know. nasty whore off the street. And you know it really—it's kind of like looking at yourself in the mirror, you know. How? Yeah. So, 
Um, I remember. And also to give context, I think at the time the show was still coming on at ten o'clock, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it they, was. Could, they could get away. They, with that. they can get away with that. Absolutely. It was on Sundays. Sundays at ten. Yep. So they could get away with saying things like that. Um, so I did. I I enjoyed meeting um, um, Addison there. Um, I still think when um, one of my favorite introductions to a character is where Derek is laying on the couch naked, covered up, and she hits it, and Meredith hits him in the head with a pillow and says, "You got to get up and go. You know, I got to be at work. I'm already running late." <laughs> and he's kind of like looking around, dumbfounded. And um, so I, I like that introduction. Okay, so my... I think it's the hitting in the head with the pillows. My my favorite introduction to a character, bar none, is Dr. Bailey. I love Bailey. She just lets them have it. It's like, listen, yes, I don't like you. You're I'm not, not going gonna to like, like you. <laughs> and I mean, she just goes on and on and on. It's like... Wow, I love, I love this character. I I love. Well, and actually, she has so many great one-liners, and in this kind of context, you're really reminded of how many yes. great one-liners she has. She says, "I'm 47 months pregnant." I, that's what I'm getting ready to say. <laughs> I, I cannot see my feet. <laughs> <laughs> but I am Bailey. I know everything. Oh, Mally, I see stop everything. Stop looking at my vagina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the best ones ever. Absolutely. My JJ That will f- permanently be a, in pop culture's vernacular. It, now. it will. Although I strongly encourage that we teach our young, our children young children to the correct vagina. anatomy. Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> my do- my daughter says to my son the other day uh, something about her. She had a hole in her pants, and she goes, "I have a hole in my vagina." <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> 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 she said that to me, I'm not far. to her brother. Now, but see, the thing is, I have is, to correct something. What? <laughs> no, I'm saying that's a sidebar. You're like, oh. honey, <laughs> no, that's no, not no. correct. Say that no. in public. <laughs> no, no. You know, the thing is, is, is that that does not that that language or that conversation did not bother us in the least because um, it, Stephanie and I did one of the very first. My Crazy Life episodes. <laughs> I think it's in the first seven. Yeah, Sex in uh, the Vagina is called is titled Sex in the Vagina, and and it, and it's all about our decision to teach our children not to be embarrassed about saying the word penis or vagina, because those are medical right. terms. Although we do have fun with it at times. <laughs> and and so I mean my if if my son you know gets hurt out in the. Uh, out in the front yard playing with the kids uh you know he'll come up and we'll be in a group of people a bunch of neighbors hanging out and matthew will come up and said the basketball just hit me in the penis (laughs) or my penis hurts so i mean and and, you know the thing is is it 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 should be it shouldn't be our, our point is that that should not be Nasty and people right. should not be so embarrassed right. by that right. kind of. Should not be so no, my, the point I was become. making. I thought I misunderstood you. I thought you said that she had a hole in her jeans, and then she said, "Then she said I have a hole in my vagina." I thought, <laughs> well, that's where you correct him. <laughs> right. Well, she. Well, you're, she, you're she, right, Mark. That is what she, she had a she, hole in she, her. It was her dance tights. Actually, she said the comment to me, not to yeah, not to Matthew. And um, right, you know, we, we are open in that talk, but we try not to have them talk to each other. 
or, you know. Right. <laughs> well, then that's when you get to teach them all the other words, like yes. groin area. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like Matthew, Matthew is five. He'll be six this fall, and he's just learned that he has balls. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> and um, so we've had some very interesting, interesting things happening here in our house. <laughs> we really need to teach him a new word for that. Well, my three-year-old plays with them all the time, and he calls them his eggs, and they're truly trying to break the eggs. <laughs> well, we told we, 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 because my, my son was asking why people call them balls. And so we taught them that, you know, the, the, the testicles are sometimes some people refer them to them as balls. And the other day, he and his friend were playing with balls in the house. And I said, guys, we don't play with balls in the house. And, and oh, you God. just look at dad. He, was, yeah. he started laughing. Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, anyway. I heard a funny, heard a, last story like this. I heard a funny one uh, uh, a while back, a little kid. Who had heard like some program about stage sex, and he said, "You have to wear a comma, or you'll get eggs." That's great. So, if people are wondering how in the world is this a Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, this is a part of the show, and and I think this is valid conversation because this all came off of the term the vajayjay, which was an excellent line of Doctor Bailey. But and also from. I think it was, it's either from, I think it's from season one where they had the severely beaten rape victim. All the one who, who swallowed bit off the, the penis. penis. Yes. Take a bite out yeah. of crime. Take a bite out of crime. That's great. <laughs> so, um, but in that particular episode, I mean, they must have said penis like 400 times, mm-hmm. you know, they, they just really overemphasized that word, but then come to, you know, Bailey giving birth and they really had, um, be, I learned this from the official um, Grey's Anatomy podcast that they really had to be careful because they can get censored for using the word vagina. Mm-hmm. And I just, I find that absolutely absurd, really. But, but not the uh, other word. Yeah, but not the That's other. Funny. Like it's better or something, you know? I just, whatever. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, that this is right along. So that's where JJ came from. Yes, was I understand that. It that. was... Um, they couldn't say vagina. It was very, it's very taboo to say vagina. But on they television. do on, on this show. They do have a tendency to pick words and then and then repeat them over and over and over. It's yes, they like, do. Uh, like seriously, it's almost like the scriptwriter has OCD. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I have to count how many times they say it, like that guy. Oh, <laughs> that re- that reminds me, the OCD patient. Let, let's talk about that for a moment. Now they okay. didn't. They they gave Favorite us. Patient. Yes, favorite patients and their situations. Okay. Uh, let, let's talk about that, Stephanie. Or well, let's uh, Maggie. Do you want to share yours? Favorite patient. I'm trying to think. Well, favorite patient is Denny. I no, let, let's say let's say extreme <laughs> medical situation. Living patient. <laughs> yeah. Favorite non-murdered by McMurderer patient. Oh. <laughs> um. I'm just kidding. No, seriously. Uh, what I'm talking about is like favorite. Off the wall, totally off the charts, kind of. This is really weird, kind of uh, patient. Like, well, Bonnie and Tom and the pole. Oh, oh yes. yeah, that was good. The train. And I'm yeah. so glad that we saw her recently. In, in, uh, I know. I re- I really liked seeing her because she really had um, losing Bonnie really 
really had an impact on Meredith. And so I thought it was only fitting and right that she be in, you know, Meredith's death scene or whatever you want to call it. Um, Her afterlife. Afterlife. That's what it's, that's what they were calling it. So I thought that was very fitting. Um, I did enjoy Bonnie and with, I'm sorry, Tom, was that his name? I think so. I, th- I think I you're know. right. I could what be... about the pregnant man? The, the pregnant, pregnant man, man was a good one. I, I can't remember. Was that just a tumor that that he yes. had? Yes. It's not a tumor. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> you haven't seen this one yet, Clifford, but the Siamese twins. The... Uh, oh, that was great. That Those was guys were great. Those guys hilarious. were awesome. Um, that was hilarious. My favorite off-the-wall, like, psych case would probably be the the Judy head guy. Oh, <laughs> yes. Falling on the Judy doll heads. That's just yeah. creepy. That, that was kind of creepy. That's, you know, looking at those x-rays with all those faces staring back at you is kind of like, you know, a horror flick. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's something you'd yeah, see in a scary Judy movie. Dolls, you see a Judy doll and you just immediately think of horror flick anymore because it's been such a language in horror films. Yeah. You know. Chucky! So, very yeah, this is very <laughs> creepy. So, um, I don't know. What about you, Clifford? I'm thinking... Uh, okay, Mark? I, um, I, I don't know. I, I was going to say the people with the pole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, there's so many of them. I mean, you know, the, 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 and then there's like just the crazy medical procedures, like the drilling the skull and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just creepy. I want to. I I I really enjoyed the the very southern folk that came in. Oh, oh. Big Jim! Big Jim! Big Jim and yes, oh, I cried so hard at the end. I of that did. Episode. I I love when um the husband George comes in to talk to the husband to ask him if he you know is aware of everything that's going on. And this is very clear in my mind because we just finished season two, you know, over the weekend and um. He comes in, George comes in to ask the husband if he is aware of everything that's going on. And he says, you know, I'm from here and I went to school and I fell in love with this big haired southern draw girl. And it is so moving to hear him talk about his wife. It is so moving to hear him talk about her and then to know that, you know, that she's going to die and he's going to be left this young man with this new baby and without the love of his life. Sad. Yeah. Sorry. That part is so sad. And, is. and then he just goes and asks George, so tell me what you did, because I can't think about her. I can't think about right, that. Right, I can't think about that. What What did you do? What I did know you do? that what, you were in trouble. What? Why is Callie so mad at you? Which I just found out tonight. Okay. Through the clip show that Callie was sleeping with McSteamy. Oh, yes. he didn't. Cliff did not know that. Oh, Yet another frustration for myself. I have, I have tried to keep my <laughs> I have tried to keep my um, information that I am giving him very limited until he is fully yeah, caught but see, up. Yeah, in this case, it's not spoiling because if you're if you're late on this show, that's on you. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Like, if people oh, are absolutely. giving spoilers for something that hasn't come out yet. That's a different story. Right. Yeah, it's not spoilers in this case. We should be yeah. able to talk freely. Yeah, he should have started <laughs> watching the show. You know, back when it came on, like I asked him to. No. I... <laughs> I, I I mean I'm enjoying it and, and it and it didn't bother me. I mean obviously there were a couple things that you know for example I knew Denny was going to die. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be murdered, but I did know he was going to be die. <laughs> that he was going to die. 
Um, let's see here. I did know. What are some of the other big things that um, I, I knew? Well, you knew that that Derek and Addison aren't married anymore. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so what are some of the other clip, clip show things? Well, uh, Beth has, has been saying some stuff. The fork in the neck. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Natalie, Cole. Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole was awesome playing that part. I loved that. That was I good. love her. Um, so that was really good. And it still creeps me out when Meredith pulls the fork out and there's like tissue, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really gross, but really cool well, at the, the same first, time. We also haven't talked about Meredith with her hand in the in the chest. Yeah, the Meredith with the bomb guy. That, that's, oh yeah, it's Dylan. He, right, he blew up. Pink mist. They did show the the, the scene in the shower where they were they were where they were washing her. Off. Yes. <laughs> Ripping bits of him off of her. Um, one of the things that I... That's gross. I just thought of something and I forgot what it was. Oh, I don't know. At least it's not lather, rinse, repeat. (laughs) (laughs) About the whole shower thing, there is a video on YouTube from something last year with ABC where you have Derek, um, Preston, and the chief in the shower. And (laughs) Bailey comes in. I think that was the first episode of season three. No, that's not an episode. It's just yeah. some. It's a joke they did. But it's that'd be funny. Really I'll funny. have. I have to go check that out. Search for it on YouTube. It's just really funny. Okay. So I I know what I was gonna think say here. Um, one of the things that has been my favorite thing uh, to watch is the relationship between uh, Burke and George. From, okay. From the very beginning, obviously, he thought that that George was a complete doof. Or goof off, or, or he he was never gonna make it. And then the day in the elevator, he flew solo, and Burke was impressed by George and his ability to step up to the plate, and almost has, from my point of view, m- minus several episodes in the beginning of season three, has sort of taken George on a, under his wings, and then bringing George. To stay with him and Christina for a while. Oh, see, that wasn't on the clip show. I love when Christina goes back to the basics to get George out of the apartment. I absolutely love that. Because Preston is just, get out, get out now, when she walks around naked. Yeah. Anyway. So, but I... You know, that's actually an interesting theme that that we might talk about just in life in general. Isn't it interesting how sometimes we encounter people... And at first blush, we might make a quick, hasty judgment about them and their abilities or whatever, just on appearances or, or yeah. whatever. And then we discover things about them that are so interesting and deep or they're really smart or really accomplished in some way. And our whole view of them shifts. But nothing changed with them. They're just exactly who they always were. But it was us. that you know, We were judging them a certain way. And then right. we do that. And then we open ourselves up to actually be connecting with those people. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful example of that said that it's like you know, he might have thought one thing about it and then his view completely shifted because George really is this smart, intelligent, thoughtful guy. Yes. Absolutely. That, we and that, do that in, our, in, in life. Yes, we do. Yes. And uh, I, I think that that is an important theme that, that they've continually, continually showed, sh- showed us through here. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I think it's about time to wrap things up here. Okay. I, I think uh, we've had a lot of good discussion. Unfortunately, it, my McDowner moment took a little bit longer than Stephanie would have liked. But A little bit? 
a little bit. So and here's uh, the question: Are they going to do what they do on Desperate Housewives now and have Denny be the narrator? <laughs> I wish that would totally rock. I do like. I like his voice. It works to have dead people narrate the shows. At least it does. So um, we need some information here before we shut the the whole process down. Uh, Grey's Anatomy comes back again when next week. Next week. Oh, next week's a new episode? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Next week is a new and you're episode. you're going to love it, apparently, as he gets all dramatic in it. Oh, wow. Again, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. And am I, not, am I mistaken, or is Kim our our official co-host? Is she in, on the line here with us? I am here. Hello, Kim. How'd your cat party go? Oh, it, it went okay. It went okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we're going to be back next week live at 10.30 p.m. And, Kim, you'll be joining Stephanie, I, I assume? I will be here. All righty. So um, be uh, ready and prepared at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time next week. And, again, this show is uh, eligible for you to participate for free live in person with us on well in, in, on the internet with us as we record it you can have your voice uh shout out here on our show uh just by simply going to gspn.tv/live and there are complete instructions there on how you can do it so uh i want to say a very special thank you to Beth and to Maggie and to Chef Mark for participating in our discussion dialing in Absolutely. to the show and and, and uh, everybody else who's listening and all the folks who are listening. And uh, until next time, until next week, Stephanie and Kim will be back and uh, prepared to discuss next week's episode with you live. So anything else, Stephanie? I think that's all. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. The Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. This show was recorded live in front of an internet audience. Internet audience. To learn how you can participate in our live shows, please visit our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. This show is brought to you by Talk Show. Create your own internet talk show. Check it out at T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com.